Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Hi, Jerry Foster here, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And welcome to the Brand Ford Leadership Podcast. Oh my goodness. I've got someone from the great state of Colorado, Denver. I love Denver. I love all things Denver. And we just been chatting before we went on air here. And she's a delightful person. And I'm just so happy to welcome Blair Koch to the podcast. How you doing, Blair? I'm awesome, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation. What is my honor. So if you don't mind, give everyone a quick overview of exactly what does your company do? My company, uh, the Alternative Board in the Denver West area, uh, we work with uh, business owners, privately held businesses. And in short, what I do is I help improve businesses in ways that transform people's lives. Oh, I like that. So when you say that, what exactly are the biggest problems or problems that you solve for people when it comes to that level of transformation that you do? Well, that's a most excellent question. And it's a, <laughs> it's a really, it's a different answer for everybody. Um, so there's some companies where um, they're really focused on growth, right? Mm-hmm. They might be smaller getting started or just at a particular point. And so they're like, we need to grow the business. We need to scale the business. How do we do that? Because as you grow and scale, as you know, um, things change, things break. What used to not matter now matters. Um, bringing your brand and your culture and all of that along with you is, is really big. So sometimes it's focused on growth. Sometimes it's profitability. Um, <clears throat> always people, um, leadership development, people development, putting the right people uh, within the organization to take mm. you wherever you want to go. Um, and then there's transition. How do, I mean, inevitably we're all going to exit out of our businesses at some point in time, whether it's the, I'm going to work till I'm in a box, which I hear, or whether you're selling to employees or to third party or what, and, and so it's preparing for that and, and working on the business is always working towards that, that transition. So a typical client for you is what size, what industries are we talking service-based or manufacturers or retail Give us a quick snapshot of exactly who do you serve? So um, privately held businesses. Uh-huh. Typically at the low end, they're about a million in revenues. Okay. Up to 50, 60, 70 million. Um, they all have employees. So because employees make a, a difference in how you run um, the business. And then from an industry perspective, it's probably easier to say what we don't you know, what I don't work with. Anything heavily regulated, we don't do. Um, no government, no agriculture, typically not nonprofit, sometimes, right? Um, but manufacturing, marketing companies, IT, service-based businesses, um, th- those are all awesome, you know, distribution. Um, don't do too much retail, a little bit, but not, not too much, um, but yeah. 
So I'm curious about your journey, your story. What what made you start this company? What led you to do this amazing work that you're doing? Because and I and I don't say that lightly when I say amazing, because I really get the significance and the importance of what you do. But what's your story? Well, I started out in little companies like IBM, General Motors, and EDS. <laughs> um, that's electronic data systems for uh, some of the younger crowd out there. there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it, it was awesome because, and I actually started working for IBM when I was still in college. And what I learned through that was how not to do things. Mm. Um, because you see big business at hand and, and it's, it's different, right? It, not, not good or bad, just, just different. Um, and so I learned a ton. Um, mm. and I also learned a lot about myself. Um, I'm a change agent. I like to make things happen and happen fast. And, and that's not typical what happens in a big company. Um, from there I went and I did my first startup, um, in technology. Um, and I got to help take a company public, <clears throat> which was an awesome, amazing rush. Like, so cool, so fun. Um, it was back in a time when you had to be profitable for a fair amount of time, right? So it was it was just awesome. Um, and then um, I joined another company right after that <clears throat> that had just gone public, and I was in executive positions. Uh, <clears throat> um, they had just IPO'd when I started, and when I left, ten million <clears throat> ten years later, we were five hundred million dollar multinational company. So after, after growing a company to a $500 million multinational company, <clears throat> it got too big. Hmm. I'm a change. So I went and I did a few more startups, um, some more successful than others. And then I hung out my own shingle in 2000. <clears throat> and here I am today. I can relate to your background. I'm a, I'm a P&G guy. We're for uh, and Gamble and branding. So I'm, I'm out of that whole that whole cloth, if you know what I mean. I mean, they're the number one branding company on the planet. And I worked in strategic branding. Uh, I was one of those guys, right? Helping to build some of their laundry brands. And so I appreciate your story because that really kind of leads up to the significance of your work. And I'm curious, when you sort of look out into the industry, when you look out into the marketplace that you serve, is there anything that kind of bugs you bothers you, concerns you, or you look at these companies and you go, you know what? There are a lot of companies out there wasting a lot of time and money on what? What, what are your thoughts on that? Wow. <laughs> That's such a big question. Um, Cause there's so many things out there, right? <clears throat> so um, at the personal level, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm intentionally starting there because as business owners, business leaders, um, we tend to make our business our identity <clears throat> and we hear about work-life balance and there's not really such a thing. I mean, it's, some people can say they have it, but as a business owner, sometimes we work more and sometimes we work less, but mm -hmm. it's about that biz life happiness. And, and so I think one of the things that I see is um, two extremes. One is people being a slave to their business, right? Which is not good because then they have less equity in the business and it's about them and, and they don't grow. And right. And so that's one extreme. And then the other extreme is like not putting the right energy into it and not focus on the right things. Um, so, so those are some personal things, but um, big things that are changing. <clears throat> so some of it's out of our control. Uh, the whole economic situation right now, uh, we've got a war, we've got a <clears throat> recession coming, or you're here depending on people. 
uh, perspective, we have inflation. There's a huge population of our workforce and our leaders never been through anything like that. And so how do they lead through that? How do they take their companies and protect their brand and their image and their culture, continue to hire and grow? And, and you can never know, but like having experience handling that is going to be new, right? It's going to be hard for some of those people. So I think that's one component. <clears throat> Another big change um, that's happening, it's happened and continuing to happen, is technology, hmm. right? Which is, it's changing so fast before our eyes and we don't even know it. And it's really challenging. So some, there's some who, I don't want to say they put their heads in the sand, but they're not really staying current. Like they're almost technology adverse, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of using it as a productivity tool, a customer relationship tool, right? All of those things. Um, but there's things changing so fast. How do, how do companies today, no matter what industry, mm -hmm. stay on top of the technology enough? And it's expensive, right? So it's not like you can just say, let's go do it. Um, expensive dollar-wise, time-wise, people-wise, resources. So that's another really big, big change. <clears throat> And then a third one, I can come up with others, but like the biggest ones, right, um, I'll put right into your wheelhouse, right, which has to do with branding and culture and people. Mm -hmm. And we still have a labor situation, right? Um, and we're going to continue to have a labor uh, situation where it's hard to find people. Keeping people is really important. And what you project out, like so many don't understand that the, you know, when the person being interviewed, right, they're interviewing you just as much as you're interviewing them. And it becomes like, who is the company? Is this a company I want to work for? What's the image? How are they projecting out? What's, what are they being, what's being said about them out on the internet and the, and the socials? Because that, you know, like it or not, right, that's out there to stay. And so those are like three really big, big, big um, levers that, can possibly make or break companies. <clears throat> now, now, as you know, this this podcast is about big branding, brand forward leadership. It's all about establishing a market leadership presence. Correct. And I'm curious because I would imagine from a company standpoint, if they are willing to acknowledge some of the challenges and obstacles and blind spots, perhaps within their own company, they may think, they need to go to a management consultant or a business consultant or some type of coach or whatever. How do you differentiate yourself? Because that's a, a, that's that's what lies at the heart of having a big brand that can make big things happen. So how do you distinguish yourself? Uh, so is that how do I distinguish me? Yeah, from all right, okay. the other <laughs> options that a company may be considering if they want to bring someone in like yourself. Right. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure. Um, so I, I think the... You know, it's so important when we talk about ourselves is it's easy to like, okay, this is who I think I am and this is how I'm different. But in differentiating, I think probably the most important part to figuring that out, right, besides bringing in somebody like you to help me do that, but is to look at it from somebody else's lens. Mm. How does so-and-so see me? How do they see me, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I talk about me, though, part of my conversation with people <clears throat> is I build intimate relationships. I don't do transactions. Um, I have long-term intimate relationships with my customers and they're highly confidential. I share confidential things about myself. They open up and share confidential things about them. And so it's a very holistic experience and it's based on 
um, you're gonna you know love this, right? It's stories because I I'm able to share so many different stories that are both mine as well as stories of others of like this is what happened, this is why, this is what they did that caused it, this is what they didn't do, this is, and right, and it's it's being able to have those open honest conversations that are so authentic and genuine and, and I genuinely care. I mean, that's like, I'm, like I said, because I'm a long-term relationship, it's not like, let's do a deal. Uh, you know, un unlike, uh, you know, your background, it's not let's buy a bar of soap or a box of laundry detergent and call it a day. Right. <laughs> I, I work with people for five, 10, 15 years. <clears throat> so that in and of itself is a big differentiator because it is so deeply personal. Um, and, and that when I have those conversations, when I make that noise, right. And, and that's why, you know, you ask, what do I do? I'm like, I help businesses improve so that it changes lives. Mm, oh, what does that mean? Right. And so then it, it just becomes questions and, and a conversation. Well, I love your approach because it sounds very innovative to me. And I can imagine that for a lot of the companies that you serve, who are part of your target audience, as you described earlier, they're probably getting a lot of outdated advice. And what I love about you is that you are your brand, as you're saying. Yeah. However, you have an approach that is so different and so special because they get to connect with you. And you come across as very, as very authentic and genuine. You know your stuff and on and on and on. So for people who are really loving this conversation, how can they connect with you? They, Where are you on socials? Where are you on the internet? I'm out there, baby. Um, <laughs> um, you can just you can just do a search on Blair Koch um, on Google, and you will find me um, on several places. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me Facebook. You can find me uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, um, and then you'll find my company and my websites as well. Um, I'm also a speaker. You can go to BlairEKoch.com. Um, you can go to TabDenverWest.com. So. Just search on Blair Koch and um, you will most definitely find me. I love it. Now, when you think about your clientele, your target audience, what are some of the biggest opportunities that are that are there for them right now, which could be underneath their, their very nose and then they don't even realize it, right? I mean, there's probably things that they don't see because one of the things I'm getting about you is that you see what others don't see. And so I'm questioning, I'm, I'm wondering, what are some of those opportunities that companies could should be thinking about that they can leverage, especially given the times that we're in? You you just took part of my answer right there. <laughs> um, so it's a really good question, and and so there's a couple of different answers, right? So first of all, um, right now uh, there's this generation called baby boomers, and those who are at the younger end of the baby boomers are getting ready to transition out of their business in the next. 10 years, give or take, right? You're going to see a tremendous amount of businesses change in some way, right? Whether they're sold, whether they, and there's far more sellers than there are buyers. Mm. So part one answer to that question is if you are on that boomer side, right? If you are like, I'm getting ready to transition out of my business pretty soon, you need to start to, the opportunity is to start planning and working on that three to five years before you want that event to happen, because that's what it takes to maximize the equity you want to get out of that business. And um, it's a journey and it's not always an easy journey. And um, uh, it, it's, it's 
fun and exciting, but hard. It's really <laughs> hard. And, and, and you have to ask, answer some questions that you maybe didn't really think about. Um, so that's one big, huge opportunity because there is still, you know, there is still money available. Um, there are, there are buyers, but there are different types of buyers, right? <clears throat> so I think that's one opportunity. I think there's a whole other opportunity. Um, so this is going to sound a little bit silly, but like right now we live in a time, it's, it's the best time in human history, right? We illness, we have housing, we have food. I mean, we got pretty good. And you can find, you know, on this little phone that we all carry around, like the answer to almost anything. Mm. Right. So um, we have all of these resources available. So this other, another big opportunity is to look at things differently. Like we're so used to our tunnel vision. This is how we've always done it. This is how the industry does it. But maybe it doesn't have to do that. Right. In the next few years, there, there's going to be some industries that totally go away because technology has changed, for example, or, you know, maybe skill sets, skill sets are disappearing. Right. Um, so think about that business. How do we grow the business? How do we take it in a different way that not only keeps us current, but leapfrogs our current competition? And, and it's that forward looking. Right. Like we learn from the past. We act in the present but we're still looking towards the future. So um, that's, I think those are opportunities of growing and looking at things differently and, and globally and digitally, so. I love it, I love it. And I've got to believe you've got some great client success stories, people who have benefited immensely from <clears throat> this exceptional work that you do. Is there a particular client success story that you're very proud of? that you'd love to share with our, with our audience? Just one, huh? <laughs> oh, well, well, if you, more than one, go, I know you got a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing because there's so many different kinds. Um, <clears throat> you know, so when people, big successes for me come in different ways, right? One is people are like, thank you, Blair. Not only if you changed my business, you've changed my life. Mm. I can't put a price tag on that. Right. I mean, that's just like so psychically rewarding. Um, when people sell their business or transition out of their business, that's a huge success when they wind up with millions of dollars in their pocket. Um, when they're able to grow and hire and bring their people along, those are huge successes when they're, they've gone from working 10, 12 hours a day, not seeing their kids grow up to, ah, I'm coming in a few days a week. I'm working four hours a day. Those are huge, right? Their wins are my wins. And, and that is part of the differentiation and the brand, right? Which is it, my win is in fact making others wildly successful, however they define that success. Um, all different types of things, right? So um, it's growth, it's hiring, it's making them better leaders, even thinking about things differently. I love it. So, so what are your dreams right now? What, what do you see yourself investing in for your own growth so that you can go out there and help other companies. What, what are your priorities right now for your right. own? Wow. That's a really good one too. So um, it's a few things, right? So I'm, I'm always learning and everybody should always be learning. I spend time every day working on intellectual, right? Um, because there's so many facets to, to go learn about and stay on top of. Mm -hmm. So, um, but where I'm really investing is in a few different areas. So one, I do have a lot of stories to tell and I have a lot to share and value. And so I'm investing more in my public speaking. Mm. Um, 
I've always done public speaking, but I never put focused energy into doing more of it. Um, and so that's part of it. That's an area where I am now investing for me. That's a priority for me to go out and help others and, and share the story to um, help them be motivated and energized mm -hmm. and, and um, lead uh, the rich, rewarding life they deserve. Uh, so that's one piece. Um, and then, you know, another area that I'm, I'm always studying and focusing on is not only what's going on in business today, but trying to get a pulse on where might it be going and what's causing it. Mm. And, and you can never know. I mean, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but um, business is fun. Business mm. is really fun. I love business, but business is hard. Mm. And, and anybody who says that it isn't like, I want to talk to them. So <laughs> I want to learn from them. Why is it not hard? But, but it's super fun. But like, there's so many factors playing into things. And, and for different companies, it's, you know, sometimes one trigger, right? Changing one trigger, one thing can have this like domino effect throughout the organization in both positive and negative ways. And, and so that's where I'm investing is, is what are all of these various things that can differentiate the companies in how they operate and roll. Um, and oftentimes that is like, we need to look at your brand. You know, it, it's, it looks like the 1980s. It's time to update it. Um, yeah. so, well, I mean, it does so, right? So um, those, those are the types of investments that I make. And then the other investment and priority for me um, is taking care of me. And so that's mm -hmm. making sure that I take time to give back to Blair and to nourish Blair and go out and, and have fun and enjoy life because I'm not going to be on my death, deathbed saying, gee, I wish I worked another day. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. What a wonderful note to end on. And I got to tell everyone, this is the person to talk to. If you're looking to have those kinds of shifts and transformation within your own environment, this is who you want to talk with. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, so again, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, and, and I would say, you know, especially to um, the branding component and the importance of it is it's a very noisy world out there today. And so making sure that you have a good, crisp, clear brand, very identifiable is so critical to being able to promote your products and services um, and, and, and bring on the resources that you want. <clears throat> so I think that that is um, critical. Um, and then the thank other thing put, that- Thank I would, you for the plug. I appreciate that. Oh, my, it, well, it is, right? It's like without it, it, it you know, it's like shopping now is is shopping through, you know, through the internet. And, and so there's a lot of ways to compare and contrast to what, oh, this looks really good, but nobody says anything good about it. So, <laughs> um, but no, you do, you do need to have that brand recognition, that equity, that thought leadership, whatever type of, of business that you're in, it's super important. Um, the other thing that I, I would throw out there is if anybody is um, interested in just having a conversation gee, you know, where do I take my business? I need help. I don't even know what I need help with, right? I am happy to have that conversation. Um, just reach out to me at um, Blair, B-L-A-I-R, at tab, T-A-B, denverwest.com. And uh, mention uh, the show, mention Jerry. I'm, I, I will take care of you. Um, not only will we have a conversation, but uh, I will bring a value add uh, <clears throat> component to it for you as well. Well, Blair, it has been wonderful having you here as a guest. You're awesome. 
uh, the work that you're doing is so significant and I just can't thank you enough. And I love your story too. That's really great. Thank you so much. It's been uh, super fun and uh, the very best to you and all of your listeners. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. So connect with Blair to have a conversation with her. I can see, I can see her heart. She's very generous. And more importantly, she cares. She cares. And when you think about what her journey has consisted of, I can see why she's doing the work that she's doing. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandfordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.